Hey to all the listeners, it's another episode of MedShield Movement Connect Show. As always, it's me, Dr. Fez, and we have another incredible guest in studio today, Amy Hopkins. She does it all. Brand ambassadorships, she's put together cookbooks, she's a triathlete, she does marathons, yoga teacher, she is the bee's knees, and I think she actually has a longer resume than mine, so I can't wait to connect the dots and see what makes her tick. Get ready to know what you don't know about being body brilliant. This is the MedShield Movement Connect Show, where we connect the dots between fitness, health, wellness, nutrition, and of course you. Hosted by me, Dr. Fezim Kize, and a special guest that we have every month, sharing knowledge, insights, and groundbreaking tips on how to get fitter, be stronger, and live healthier. Turn up the volume and listen close. Today, you amplify. It's the MedShield Movement Connect Show. Let's go. Amy, I'm so excited to have you on the show today because when you look at your resume, honestly, I I thought I did a lot of things, but you from kind of brand managing to being an editor of Women's Health to being a triathlete, marathon running, uh, you, you cook and you are able to actually help people with regards to their nutrition. You really have that wellness, holistic element down. I feel like you're just sputtering me up, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm going to ask the hard questions just now. No, but you really, like, I always tell people, if you want to live a great life, you need to go out there, you need to experience things, figure things that work out for you, and also go out and read and kind of gain knowledge. And it seems like that's what you've done. And not only that, you've made it palpable and palatable to, to people to be able to actually take that knowledge in as well. Why, thank you. I think, you know, really none of us ever stop learning. I feel like that's at least my journey. And if, if lockdown has taught us anything, it's uh, we're all going through a period of growth and change and uh, learning to be adaptable. Um, I have a passion for, for fitness, which kind of led to a greater passion for holistic living you know I am um, I started a few years ago wanting to run a half marathon that was my goal but let's say about five years ago so it wasn't one of those goals that was fit my whole life or anything like I, that like I think a lot of people assume with kind of the resume and your passion for it you were always the pro athlete you were in the first teams for everything no not at all I mean I did play hockey at school so I've got a little bit of that kind of aggressive nature I guess <laughs> I feel like that's enough if as soon as you say hockey I at least know that you know, you're focused you know yeah. those hockey goals yeah. <laughs> Um, But it was really um, the community of runners that drew me more into the fitness space. And I I realized that when we talk about things like motivation, which which, to be honest, does not exist every day for every person, like you've got to find other things that will get you to your fitness. Um, And for me, community was one of them. It was about accountability, having accountability partners. It was about feeling like I have a family in fitness, meeting new people, meeting like-minded people that I could do challenges with. And when I started running and joining these groups, I really just found this passion and um, it kind of led me to doing a few other things. So um, I then also changed my eating. I think it happens naturally that you start going, you, you don't live anymore about like craving to craving or just what I feel like. You go, what's fueling my body? What's helping me recover? What's making me the be a more energized, you know, kind of better athlete, but also um, in your work life. So you know, you're saying I do many things. I, I do have a lot of energy. I love taking projects on. I am an extrovert. Um, so I love being around people. And I think it's very important that we that we look at what we put in our bodies as much as what we do with our bodies physically or, um, you know, kind of try and find that, that balance of life. And then what happened was I went through a period where I became highly anxious. I um, 
developed um, an anxiety disorder and and through all of this kind of growth and self-discovery I began practicing yoga and I know you practice yoga as well a little bit you know uh, I get some yin in you know a bit of vinyasa here and there um, but I, I agree with you it's, it's probably one of the the greatest practices that I've done and I'm somebody who's also very much about about moving but when you got into the yoga, did you become kind of fully-fledged yoga teacher? I did. So I, it took a while. So I think I was practicing for about two years. And then I went and did my yoga teacher training um, in Bali. So fully immersed in the jungle, you know, <laughs> um, doing all kinds of crazy breathing techniques. And, uh, you know, it, it was an intense experience, but a really huge period of growth for me as well. And I think... There, there's so much to be said for for the physical benefits of practicing yoga, but very much for me, what's so important are the mental health benefits. Um, learning to breathe, learning to tap into yourself, find that inner sense of calm and peace that all of us have. And I think having the, the tool set to do that, and it's what I teach a lot when I teach yoga as well, has really helped me through stressful times like lockdown, um, periods where there's been a lot of change and I can just see it with all of us if we just learn to breathe properly sometimes take a step back mm. from the hecticness it, it really um helps us re-energize and be able to continue going forward so yoga is a big part of my life mm. um I need it for stretching as much as <laughs> I need Everything it for the else. breathing yeah. because I do yeah. cycle a lot um, I got into triathlon last year um unfortunately I love a lot of races were cancelled this year yeah um, yes, and I, I mean, I'm not one of those people who did an Iron Man in my garden, but I know people who did. <laughs> I actually really admire people who are able to kind of be in a place for extended periods of time doing endurance workouts. I think as much as COVID and the pandemic has made us pivot and shift, that to me is just mental resilience, um, which is kind of the cornerstone for all of these endurance workouts anyway. So I think it kind of does go hand in hand. It's almost something I envy, like this absolute mental dedication and discipline just focus to get through it it's when you look at different um different things that motivate people to to exercise or to achieve their goal i'm amazed at just some people the absolute discipline i need other things to pull me in like i need people i need a race goal i love that though because i mean for me i'm very similar to you i I tell people endurance and and doing things kind of long term isn't something i am inherently able to do because i i like to chase things like i like playing basketball i like sports with a ball and there's a an intention and a purpose to the things that i'm doing rather than kind of thinking about it holistically going well this is going to be good for me if i keep doing it for an hour but i find that you're also quite focused and have these things that buttress you from going off by the wayside you talk about community which is amazing for mental fortitude you're accountable but literally before we started this you were kind of doing some squats and then going back into working so clearly you have a routine and and things that allow you to kind of get re-energized what are those points and what are the things you do when you're working sure physical um so well the first thing i have to just say is that unlike you (laughs) i do sport that does not require a ball or any kind of coordination this is why i like running and cycling it's like one foot in front of the other because i'm quite cordless <laughs> i love that so, so yeah at least if my feet can kind of get it right i'm pretty good yeah i'm not uh, I, I fail in a zumba class like that's not my scene <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I think I think um, when we when we have busy days, and particularly if you've been working from home, like I have been through this lockdown period, it's very important for me to sometimes get up from my desk, do little things that re-energize me again. And sometimes that's just taking a walk around the block or just doing a few moves um, in in your office space. Um, I feel like just doing change and making a small movement kind of creates motivation again like movement creates motivation and motivation creates movement kind of works in a cycle like that um and always drinking enough water guys i can't uh, talk about she says that as she's drinking and we keep having to top up her water i mean i love it because it's literally taking into account that 75 78 percent of our body is made of water but um, it means that sometimes you may have to cut interviews a bit short. Someone can go to the toilet. Uh, we got a little toilet break. If you guys hear any dead space, that's what that is. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I also love that you almost hit like all the pillars that make for wellness. And um, we try to drive that narrative of wellness, not just healthy. Because um, healthy also has those connotations of how do I look? Am I aesthetically pleasing? But inside you may not have all the things that allow you to live the best life that you can live nutrition wise you're actually somebody who's very into kind of nutrition um cooking we were talking about how you drove the um was it fit chef or was it it's the next fit foodie that we did um, with women's health correct um uh, food is a huge passion of mine. I what happened was about eight years ago, I um I I went for a food allergy test because I was feeling so just average and meh, and then I was struggling with painful like cramps and not feeling great. And but you um, were still quite active in this. No, time. this is before. This is this is about eight years ago. So okay, kind of before, not before the five I got year into the of, the fitness. Yeah, and yeah. what was important for me was that I went to my doctor. I was then like, I'm not feeling great. Let's figure out what's going on. And it turns out that um, I'm allergic to dairy and wheat so this kind of informed my cooking process because what happened was I had to go back to the drawing board learn how to make everything from scratch really appreciate ingredients in their whole form and the versatility of of different ingredients at the moment I make a lot of plant-based foods I share a lot of healthy recipes um on my Instagram and stuff, but also I've just um, finished a cookbook, which is coming out in hey, December. So I'm very excited so about author. that. Sorry, I yes. should have actually added that onto the long list as well. It's fine. Number 272. No. So I, I just, I love, um, I'm a guess I'm a bit of a feeder. I love sharing food with people. I love making food for people. And it's a real, it's a love language for me, actually. It's a, it's a way of like sharing something that's beautiful and communicating a love to someone else, making food for them. And, and for me, a lot of the food that I make must also fuel my lifestyle and um so i really enjoy coming up with ideas that surprise people my biggest thing is salads are not boring like, how, this is how you make a salad interesting you know you've got to put like all kinds of roast veggies in them and toasted nuts and make beautiful dressings you know so they're really amazing ways to elevate what i think traditionally people thought were kind of boring boring foods you know and um, I think in South Africa, many of us grew up with this idea of like flesh, race and octopus, you know, it's like, that's what you have. And Steak. salad was like a piece of, you know, iceberg lettuce with a Trust sad tomato. Like, I was, like, it, was, uh, it was potatoes, mayonnaise and maybe some egg. And, like, <laughs> yeah. that, that's why that is Protein carbs, yeah, but fat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
so my I guess my philosophy is to to help people around thinking of cool ways to have your veggies and enjoy your veggies and it doesn't have to be like boiled or steamed and boring it can be like exciting and delicious pack on some spices you know pack on some fresh herbs lemon lemon zest it's, I put it in nearly everything because it just adds brightness that to extra, so many and, and I love flavors. that that kind of note that you get as well mm. because I have a partner who is uh, plant-based and by extension I've also become plant-based but I also find that with your cookbook, and this is what I always have to ask, because once you go down a certain route, people think, okay, stringently, this is, I can't buy this if I'm not vegan, or I can't buy this if I'm not plant-based, because it's, it's for those people. If I were somebody who didn't adhere to any specific kind of dietary way of eating, would I be able to buy your book? And would I benefit and not feel like, where's that meat? Or where's that vorse? Or, you know? So, so the book is actually flexitarian. So while half the, uh, half the recipes are vegan, um, the rest are, um, you know, a mix of like, egg-based recipes or perhaps a bit of fish, a bit of chicken. Um, the recipe book has no pork, so it's friendly for like halal and if you're kosher, um, as well as no, so no dairy in any of the recipes and no wheat. I mean, this is my lifestyle, it but I'm also world. trying to show um, that you, you know, there are amazing ways that you can use alternative grains. Um, like not everything has to be quinoa as well. We're not talking like blowing your budget. You know, you can use incredible grains like millet, which is really affordable, also a nice form of protein. Um, you know, the incredible ways to use um, different recipes instead of using burger buns, you can cook giant mushrooms and use those to top your, your burger, I've you know, whatever you have one. inside. I will definitely try that, the giant mushroom one. It's, it always looks good, um, but I'm always a bit kind of anxious as to how to prepare it to still kind of keep that consistency of kind of that firmness of, of bun and still being able to eat them without feeling like they're too raw. Yes, so yes. So, so mushrooms, the trick is you've got to have your pan super hot. So you want to be able, because you know what likes the slime, you know, like mushrooms yeah. can be slime, you know yeah. that. Yeah. You want it to actually sear, like if you were to think about it the way that you would sear a steak mm -hmm. and then it kind of cooks slowly towards the center. So you want to get that beautiful like caramelizedness on the mushrooms. I mean, you see, I, I start getting... I don't know how I know you have a cookbook you know? because we're, we're never, like the, the facial features, are how I know somebody, like when you see Jamie Oliver's doing something, he's kind of like, oh, and it has just that, that aroma. And I'm like, it, it just... I take my bedroom smoke. eyes when yeah, I talk about yeah, veggies. It's like, it's cumin. Um, it's yes. just, you added cumin. There wasn't, and he's like, ooh, and it's just those aromas and that smell. So that at least tells me that you know what you're doing. So cumin is a great spice, by the way. So if I had to think of like five spices that I always use, so paprika is an amazing one, especially if you're wanting to get those kind of Mexican flavors into your food. Cumin, really beautiful for getting that almost like meatiness or mm. like a real nice savory. And I love how you pick that up because I use cumin and everything to try get that meatiness without the meatiness. It's like a, it's like a beautiful, kind of savoriness that it just has um i mean i love pepper so uh and chili so i'm not gonna lie i am a little bit of a chili addict um i try to to kind of not put chili in everything but little chili flakes sprinkle it's just the garnish alone is beautiful i mean I how are you like speaking it? are you speaking up for chili oh but like the little chili and it's had such a hard time and it's also a mood booster so you get a little bit of pep from your chilies you know true. so just a little touch of spice i love um ooh, what would a fifth spice be let me think and then you're gonna have to tell me yours but I, okay now you're, you're putting me on the spot you will think of your does turmeric turmeric such a great spice beautiful color antioxidant well. yes anti-inflammatory anti-inflammatory so i'm gonna go with that i'm gonna go 
cumin. I'm going to go cumin to savory cumin. So cumin has got my my two slots. I'm going to go definitely chili or coarse chili, anything of that nature. And then my fifth one. Nutritional yeast isn't one, but <gasps> I love the taste the of nutritional yeast. Oh, so a friend of mine told me the other day, he's like, Ames, it's called Nooch. <laughs> he said to me, like such a hipster. Like, that's when you know you've been it's using like the street it way name too of much. <laughs> but it's brilliant because you can sprinkle it on salads. I love putting it in pasta and risotto. It gives you that just beautiful umami parmesan-like flavor without obviously using dairy. And it's got B12 in it as well. It does. So again, if you're following a plant-based diet, um, really good to have. Um. Let's talk herbs. Do you have a favorite herb? Oh, I feel like we're going to go down this this path. And I do cook mostly in the house, but uh, you're going to make me feel bad. How about I do this? Somewhere I'm actually feeling very comfortable because okay, I've, I've done mental health and I've helped so many people uh, being Dr. Fez. <laughs> do you <laughs> Dr. see how you pivot out of situations you don't want <laughs> to be gonna, in? I'm going to take the notes of this situation. Exactly, exactly. I think, I think he's avoiding telling me that he doesn't like coriander because I'm a coriander person. I actually don't use enough herbs in my food, which is what I'm trying to pivot away from but vitamin b12 great for cells cells grow they 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 move well great for red blood cells red blood cells take oxygen oxygen takes it up to the brain when your brain's well oxidized you all has good oxygenation it functions better when you function well you have higher serotonin levels the happy hormone okay now we're into mental health do you see that segue it was a long one but we got there you talk about community, which is great for making sure that you've got people who hold you accountable. But what else do you do in your life that allows you to still have the energy and the drive to do all of the things you do? Because you're somebody who helps a lot of people. A lot of people depend on you. What do you do to make sure that your cup's always full? Sure. So for my own, filling my own cup, I think it's so important to sometimes take a step back, make sure you sleep enough. So for me, sleep has become almost at one point a study. I was obsessed with learning how to have better energy, feel in, in general, have enough energy for the activities I want to do. And um, I was actually what I consider a bad sleeper. And it's it's such rubbish. You can really change your sleep habits and your sleep lifestyle by implementing certain things. So I started going to bed earlier, kind of set myself a bedtime routine, which helps my body begin to unwind. So now I have a routine that I make myself a cup of rooibos tea, plain black, Sometimes a bit of honey if I'm feeling like it, but it helps me just go now I'm preparing for bed and I'm making myself this cup of tea. Also chamomile tea, which I love just for a bit of extra calm if I feel like I've had a stressful day. And um, I I love that. And I have a book next to my bed. And what I now do is actually put my phone into my drawer. So I've got a little drawer. Instead of having the light could pop on and you look, oh, I've got a message or something. I I am guilty of that. It's it's just a way to go. I'm now tapping out for the evening. Mm -hmm. And um, I I always have books on rotation that I'm reading. You know, sometimes I want a bit of fiction, sometimes a bit of like, you know, some nonfiction. So it just depends what, uh, like a really great book I read recently was called Atomic Habits. And it's a, it's incredible to read if you're looking for a way to change your habits or, or, or break unhealthy ones or kind of form new ones. So just a bit of, you know, for the footnotes of the podcast, Atomic Habits. Um, so yes, yeah, sleep, huge, hugely important for mental health. And particularly if you're someone who um, struggles with anxiety, which I do from time to time, it's very, very important to make sure you're getting enough sleep, enough rest. Um, another thing is to bring in moments of meditation. So, um, even if it's just 10 minutes uh, that you might be able to find, um, once a week, twice a week, perhaps there are a lot of online meditations you can do for free. And it's really great to just tap out, listen to one, yoga breathe, nidra. 
Yes, Yoga Nidra. Well, this course. is just me throwing terms out there. He's so such you guys a yogi, this guy. I, hey? I do actually dabble in it, as you were. Just <coughs> Yoga Nidra, another footnote here. You guys look that up. Um, Definitely. Um, I, what I think is so amazing about social media and and our access to the internet, as opposed to when, when I was a, a teenager, we didn't really have this, is that now you really have so many things at your fingertips. So if you want to mm-hmm. find a meditation, you want to find an online workout, like all the amazing, and these amazing discussions, which we're going to have on the Medshield Movement site. It's just so incredible that um, people can access this kind of content. And um, of course, I love sharing and helping create this kind of content. So sleep, meditation, drinking enough water, Which eating good, healthy Which is how much for foods. you, by the way, because I like people like to <sighs> yes. ask me how much. And I can give you the stuff that's kind of been you can given give us the scientific, <laughs> scientifically, because that's what it is. You kind of give it for most of the population. But yes. for you, how do you gauge when you've had enough water? So um, I think I think the most important thing when I'm exercising a lot is that I, I shouldn't get to the point where I feel thirsty because then I know I'm actually dehydrated. Yeah. Um, so when I'm exercising a lot or I've gone for a long run, I make sure that I add a lot more water to my diet for the day and, of course, add in some electrolytes. Um, so I try and drink about two liters of water a day. Sometimes in winter or in the colder months, I replace that with just like black herbal tea because I feel like, you know, sometimes it's hard to just get through those bottles of water. So if you have just plain black herbal tea without caffeine, um, I think that's also quite a nice way to just make sure you're getting those liquids in. Um but yeah, I try and aim for two liters and when I'm exercising a lot, almost up to three, okay. you know, That's so it just depends. Good. It depends, yeah. you know, if I'm doing more like endurance running or something where you know yeah. you're losing a lot of liquids and particularly in summer, now that it's getting hotter, just to watch that high, that hydration again. Um, and I always find if I'm traveling to places, I get more thirsty and in Joburg, if I'm in Joburg, I'm always like more thirsty than in Cape Town for some Literally, reason. It's, I think it's the dryness. You kind of try, your body's trying to figure out a way to make sure that it's getting the moisture that's being sapped out from how dry it is going up there. So I fully agree. I mean, I'm probably hit about three liters yeah, on, on a daily too. basis. It's also my, my stress levels. I generally stress quite a bit. So I, I kind of uh, end up sweating some uh, more than most people. So I end up losing it a bit more. So I'm very conscious as well about the water drinking. But it's always interesting to to kind of, especially you who has such a good understanding about the body and its functions, how you gauge. I think I used to be someone that really struggled to drink water. So I've created ways to make it more pleasurable. And a way to do that is I have a beautiful glass bottle on my desk and it's a and it's a 750 ml and I just make sure that I constantly fill that up with filtered water that I keep in the fridge so it's also about knowing yourself like all of us are different we all have different needs we all have different wants our bodies are, are slightly different and I think if you can find what works for you um I think one of the things when we're trying to create a healthy habit is to make it desirable somehow, like make something about it appealing. So for me, having a beautiful glass bottle next to my desk, is like it feels nice when I drink water that way, you know? It, it feels cool. And I, and I know some people will put crystals into them to infuse some of the, that you know, kind of energy in there. You know, you are yogi. This uh, yogi, yeah, guys. I, I pivot. I think, uh, I, me, I, think. I, I may have studied yogic teachings just to sound cool for Amy, guys. Um, but we are coming to kind of the end of the show. And I always like to hit people with rapid fire questions because I'm going to ask you, I'll answer yours. I literally bought like five minutes to think about these herbs. Okay, is it oregan, oregano? Oregano? Oregano. Or oregano? Oregano, does that count? That's or oregano, one. Oregano. Depending on where you are in the world. Uh, <laughs> so that's one. Two, I'm going to say uh, parsley, because 
She said parsley. That is it curly parsley or is it, is it like that old school garnish from the 90s or is it like the flat leaf the, one? The, the one that is on sale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the third one is going to be rocket. Oh, yeah. Thank Always you. Great. Good. Peppery, Ooh, wild, vibrant. Wild mm, rocket and solo looks leaf. beautiful on mm. a plate. Oh, yes. that sounds so healthy right now. <laughs> um, baby spinach, does that count? Um, it's, an, it's a great, we can call it a herb veggie. It's just beautiful in salads, yeah, beautiful in stir fries. Yeah. I put it in my smoothies, actually. It's a great way to get your greens in in the morning, I find. Just pack it in a smoothie for, with a some berries. acid, all of that good stuff that's for you. And then my fifth one is going to be... Um, Amy, could you say I'm going to, well, my favorite is coriander. So I'm just going to okay. make you have coriander. <laughs> um, as you can tell, my herb knowledge is very limited. So that's my five rapid fire questions. I'm going to ask you, okay. You are somebody who's very well read. You are somebody who's within the wellness space and you are the editor for Women's Health. So this should be easy for you. Your top three best motivational kind of speakers people who get you up and going and you think are the greatest that, that is actually that's actually quite a that's quite a tough one um you can't think too long whew, i think um so it's interesting in the space like people are different motivated by different speakers and different yeah. kinds of people um i think let me talk about this like rather a podcast that I found quite motivating to listen to, um, Tim Ferriss. He hosts a podcast that's also very, very interesting. I mean, to be honest, this conversation has been motivating. So, I mean, <laughs> I really you. feel like you're becoming um, one of my motivators. Uh, that's right me. I'm number here. two. So, she only has another <laughs> no, one to Tim Ferriss um, and Fez. So, actually, I can talk maybe this is a little bit of a throwback to the, the sleep discussion we were talking about. There's an incredible sleep doctor from uh, UCT. Her name is Dr. Dale Ray. If you ever get to listen to her, she's she's fantastic and i find her uh, knowledge about sleep and sleep study a very motivational inspirational and and actually very practical you know you can really input those into life so look up dr dale ray from from uct she's brilliant um and uh let me try and think if there's anyone else dr sims oh so no, sorry, I have to think out. one Sims more. Has kicked me out. It's She's fine. incredible because she her whole thing is women are not small men. Our bodies are different. We need different things. We need we recover <laughs> differently. She's a she's an incredible sports doctor. So if you look up Dr. Sims, she's really amazing. I think we'll have to double check those for the footnotes. I'll yeah. get those details through. But she's incredible. She's got a great TED talk. Um, she's incredible to sponsor uh, sponsor ah, follow on Instagram. <laughs> what am I saying? I need more coffee. I, so, I feel like. I love that you say women are, are not small men because that's what we say when we practice pediatrics. If ever you rotate um, through pediatric kind of disciplines or practicing, um, you don't necessarily have to be a doctor because children are not small adults. They have all sorts of ways of functioning. Women are not small men. Totally different kind of hormonal profile. But um, I would have actually added Amy Hopkins into that. But I mean, clearly you didn't want to put her in there because she is one of the greatest of all times. Thank you so much for sitting down with Thank me Thank you. Today, it was so you, great to chat. I think if I were to even sum up all the wealth of knowledge that you've given us to kind of give a common thread so people can understand. I think a lot of what you do is intuitive. It's um, kind of trial and error that you have been able to um, concentrate. And that's why you guys should probably get her cookbook because it's going to allow you guys to get a better understanding as to all the things that she's learned. But honestly, in all the spheres that you're working in, you are able to do things intuitively, live intuitively, and it's clearly working for you. Guys, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Um, Amy has been amazing. She's going to be taking me through uh, my paces at some point. Um, So you guys are going to get to enjoy me sweating it out with her. 
But that's another episode of Med Shield Movement Connect Show, connecting the dots that allow you to live a life that's better, kind of similar to what Amy is living. Um, but it's going to take you guys some years. I mean, it took her five years, so maybe it'll take you guys a bit longer. But thank you so much for watching. That's me, Dr. Fez. Stay well. Life. There's nothing like it. So much to do. So much to see. So much to be. But during this time of uncertainty, how do you immerse yourself in its joys and wonders when all signs call for caution? How do you live in the present and gaze upon the future with equal peace of mind? The answer? MedShield Medical Scheme. The affordable health cover that we provide enables all South Africans to live assured knowing that your health and that of your family will be taken care of in times of sickness, injury and need. Our wide network of family practitioners, pharmacies, optometrists, dentists, specialists and hospitals deliver fast and focused medical care when it's needed most. Protecting and saving lives, healing from the heart to ensure extraordinary patient outcomes every time. So take those adventures make memories achieve greatness relax and enjoy your place in the sun your future health is in good hands live ashore with medshield medical scheme